Hello guys, welcome back to Tailenders in Pajamas. Nihar here, back with another episode uh, with respect to the matches review. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the matches which happened from Monday to Friday. Pretty much like match number 47 to 51. So these weak matches, let's see what happened on Monday between Rajasthan Royals versus Kolkata Knight Riders. So Rajasthan Royals won, lost a game again. No, lost a game against Mumbai Indians and KKR are actually were like losing five out of five the previous games so batting first as i mentioned again what was the rajasthan royals weakness butler he was gone for very cheap 22 of 25 and i think for the first time after so many years i have seen sanju samson played with an, a bit of an application because the pitch is a bit tough and at two pace so he stood i mean see this is what i want to see from sanju samson the way he batted through he didn't really bother about going for those fancy shots which he desired every time he understood the gravity situation when Josh Butler struggled. I mean, this is the guy who scored not to 500 runs this IPL already. 588 to be precise till date. Sanju understood there is something in pitch which is not exactly going smooth because that's evident. And I think uh, except for him and Hitmeyer, no one actually did much of the good because Parag is okay with 19 of 12 at the end. And I think Hitmeyer finishing with 27 of 13 took them to a respectable total of 152. Just respectable guys, way maybe below par of 15 or 20. So getting back into the chase, I mean, well, the crazy thing is they're yet again in the combination for Kolkata Knight Riders where they got Indrajit, pretty unimpressive. Here. Finch again, he is struggling with the moving ball. I think KKR should send him down the order. I think Gujarat Lions tried this trick out a couple of seasons ago when they were playing, and I think pretty much they succeeded with that. Because Finch used to, I think Finch had at least 350s back then, and I think it's pretty impressive. And I think after the you know flurry of two wickets and power play, I think Rajasthan were dreaming they might win this game. But Shreyas have played with application, just like Sanjeev Samson, the captain taking on the other team. And Nitishan, a very impressive 48 of 37, and yet other uncapped Indian Rinko Singh, 42 of 23, the finisher for them now. Rinko Singh is a case, guys. I mean, pretty much he never was mainstay in the team. But I think this season, whenever he got the chance, he's pretty much utilizing it. All the games he played, he's decent. 135, 123, 142. See, he's not, he's not an opener. He's, an, he's not an Abhishek Shama who opens and gets balls to face. He comes down the order, fifth or sixth position. Still is utilizing them. That's pretty impressive to see. So this game, KKR took a bold step to drop Venkatesh Shaya. So I think on the bench they have worth 23.5 crore players, including Pat Cummins and one more guy. Sam Billings is you. So as this is the case, so KKR won kind of comfortably, it's not exactly comfortable, they did struggle. I guess if not for that Nitish Rana and Rinku Singh six points at the end, maybe it would have been a mockery of a chase for them. Anyway, Rajasthan are like back to back defeated now. I think they'll go back to the drawing board, but there is nothing much they can go because as I mentioned in the previous episode, this is the strongest playing eleven and they don't have middle order and if top order fails, they're gone. Same thing, uh, 152. Gujarat exploited it first. See, the to make things worse, Rajasthan is not like Punjab where they're losing wickets to not able to score. Punjab lose wickets, but they score. Rajasthan, this depends on one guy. Punjab is better because they depend on many. Dhawan, uh, Livingstone, Bairstow. There is uh, Shahrukh Khan if he plays. There are many guys in Punjab who hits the ball. Here only Butler and occasionally Samson and sometimes Atmar. Two of them failed, but Ayastan is down below 160. See, we have seen this game. Well, 
I'm not going to uh, bowling wise. I can say that pretty much. Uh, I mean, Sexy, Prasid, Krishna, everyone is decent and Ashwin. But Chahal, Chahal and Ashwin are ineffective this game at all. <laughs> and and the pitches are a bit spin friendly, kind of, and uh, this is what happens. Narin and I think Saudi went for a plenty guys. I mean, this is a very such a low scoring game, but Saudi went for 46 and 40 overs. I think he gave us extra 20 runs, man. Out of this extra 30 after you know, you consider from run a ball 120. Moving on, we'll go to the Tuesday's game. We have Gujarat versus Punjab Kings. So after this game, Gujarat won pretty much like nine or eight out of nine games they have played. Batting first, I think Punjab's bowlers were ruthlessly, you know, killing them with Rabada. Again, four wickets, guys. This guy is on fire now. I mean, this guy is getting his redemption back. Rishi Dhawan impressively, twenty-six. Ashdeep, thirty-six. Livingstone team, Sandeep Sharma seventeen. Pretty impressive guys. Pretty impressive, impressive bowling from Gujarat, sorry, Punjab. Coming to the batting, I think only Sai Sudarshan, the uncapped player, till this today is gone with sixty-five or fifty balls. Very decent strike rate of one thirty coming down or one down. Perfectly, you know, perfect strike rate, perfect score, perfect number of perfect amount of boundaries at five four one six, according to me, guys. The player who comes, I think Williamson should come like this and play like this strike rate and these kind of scores. Really hope. Everyone failed, guys. I mean, pretty much none of them stood, and they never got their innings going. Except Sudeshan was there. Hardik Pandya, after he stopped bowling, it's another failure for him. I don't know what is he doing. I'm coming to the chase. They still gone for one, but Dhawan didn't really get out, and he stood there till the end. Rajapaksa literally hit 48, Livingstone 30 of 10. I mean, 27 of 5 overs, and everyone's thinking GT still might have a chance. And Livingstone literally killed the tie. He literally hit 28 in that one single over and finished the game. Of Shami Mohammad Shami, the impressive Mohammad Shami guys. So what? Um, 117 meter six was launched by Shami. No, Livingstone against Shami, and it is one of the not one of the. It is the lengthiest six this tournament, and one of the top ten sixes ever hit in IPL history. The lengthiest ones. So I guess Punjab. I mean, GT's luck finally ran out. See, that's the problem, guys. I mean, some teams we have seen the same the Gujarat name like Gujarat Lions back then. All the luck they had initially evaporated when they reached playoffs because they got screwed not once, twice by RCB and SRH. Both the teams screwed them in similar way. Like uh, you know, RCB ABD stood up, but Abdullah was giving him the counter, you know, uncapped Indian role. And with SRH in the eliminator, Warner stood up till 90s, and I think. Uh, What is name? But is a left-arm bowler too. Pretty much a bowler and batsman. He also hit couple of sixes and down Gujarat lines back then. Oh well, I guess pretty easy, easy just for Punjab. Because they asked me 150, 145 is never going to, 144 is never going to be tough for them. But they did try to bolster the run rate too. So coming to the Wednesday's game, guys, the Southern Classico, RCB versus CSK. With both the teams pretty much needing a win, RCB to get out of the three hat. Three losses and CSK to stay in contention. Batting first, Kohli again. I mean, he seems. Well, I don't know what is going with Kohli. Every ball attacker seems to be very delighted to watch. Somehow he's not getting those runs. I don't know what he's doing, but I really hope he comes out of this bad spell because in T20 it's not a good 90 strike rate game. Duplessis started off very well with 38 and. Mahi Pal Lomro with 42 of 27, Rajat Patidar yet impressive with 21 of 15, Karthik 26 of 
Except for Maxwell, I guess everyone kind of kind of uh, contributed to a decent score of 173. At one point, I thought even 150 would be possible, pretty much, but 173 was pretty good. And starting of the chase, they were good initially because Conway and Gukaiqward went off to a start, and then guys, Dutraj was gone, and Utapov fell, you know, just immediately after that, and Raidu was also gone. I mean, Maxwell was tremendous with the ball. They couldn't play Maxwell the right handers. Somehow, right handers were struggling against Maxwell. And Moin tried to minimize the damage, 34 of 27, but that never did anything because at the end the wickets are falling at pretty quicker rate and Chennai Super Kings couldn't do much about it and they were like literally screwed. So guys, so guys, pretty much you know the. the Pretty much finger spin friendly track if you ask me even because see uh, how to say Mahesh Tikshara ball four overs, I mean the Jadeja ball four overs, Mohinari ball four overs, I mean pretty much I never seen 12 overs between them in any game. And seeing the how the ball is gripping for the finger spinners, RCBs, uh, the duplicy went with Maxwell giving Maxwell doesn't pretty much doesn't get four overs guys, except Siraj having a bad game, bad day or something. And at the end also, the way Siraj, Hazelwood and uh, Harshal Patel killed the chase pretty impressive. I think it's this game is a redemption for uh, Harshal Patel, who is the man of the match, I assume. Who pretty much last year was screwed by Ravindra Jadaja for 37. So, it's a pretty happy thing for them at the end. RCB broke their deadlock after three games. By def- I mean, at the end, CSK fell by 13 runs. And CSK is almost out of the tournament, which has less than 1%. As we go to the next game, 50th game, DC versus SRH. Uh, both the teams in a ball start now, you know, in a place to bother. DC definitely need a win and Warner up against the franchise, which disowned him at the end in a very ugly way. So, batting first, Mandeep has gone pretty early. Bowie with a maiden, it appeared that Warner is struggling a bit initially, but after third over, he took off and boy, he was not out with 92 of 58. Mitchell Marsh fell cheap, Punt fell okay, 26 of 16 decent. I mean, he's the one who started the onslaught against Shaz Gopal, the three hat trick of sixes, though, you know, getting out on his bowling only. And then came Roman Powell, who started hitting like he is the bull. At the end, the score was like 207 for three. I am being an SRH fan, I really wanted David Warner to complete his century against us. I mean, I don't mind because see, he's the best player in our franchise history, if you ask me very honestly. I really appreciate whatever he did for us and I really do think he doesn't deserve the treatment he got. I mean, he's a legend of the game, he's a legend of our, he's the one with whom we have won the cup. He's got us three orange caps, always engaging with the fans. I mean, I've never seen any foreign international, you know, engaging with the fans that, to any extent like he does. I mean, see, I mean, you tell me like, see, they can interact in English, but he tries to connect with us in the local language, the Telugu language, trying to interact with heroes. And you know the culture, custom. Come on, guys, no one does that. He did that, and still, sometimes maybe he's a hot headed guy, but still, what he brings to the table is far more greater than what he does against. So, I really wish David Warner did complete his 100. But, well, Davey, if you're hearing this by any chance, or someone makes you hear this, please do come and score a century against us next season at least. Hopefully, not in playoffs. But yeah, please do score a century against us, man. I would really love it. It's like a redemption for you, I feel. Still, what a guy, I love him, I love his play. I mean, I was thoroughly enjoying his batting, though feeling bad a little, and it's against Sunrise Hyderabad. 
So Delhi put on 207 for three at the end of 20, and we have seen how Isar struggled in the north of 190 in the last game. Well, it's even worse this game because until last game the power play was pretty good, and this game it's pretty depressing because Kane Williamson again a less knock four of eleven. Abhishek Sharma kind of a failure this game. Tripathi other twenties still at least he scored some runs in the last game, and Markram took over, and yet again the same story with Puran again standing. Well, Markram is better this time around 42 he made. Guys, I mean, it's see, guys, I mean, it's pretty simple for SRH now. I mean, see, if Williamson is struggling to play the moving ball, why not Tripathi play it? Tripathi is good with it. So, Williamson can come down at one down position, means the ball becomes a bit old and moves less, and he can anchor the innings. See, if you, if you have observed the pattern how Tripathi and Apishek Sharma plays, trust me, if they see, Williamson need not think that he can wait till you know, the, I mean, he needs some time to settle down because. By chance, if 10th over, both of them are not out, the score will be north of 100. Both of these guys won't exactly stand back and build the innings. They go after. I mean, imagine a guy like Tripathi who can clear the circle with ease. I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, I don't know why Sarah is still sticking. See, Williamson, she's a good captain, good player, good batsman, but not exactly as opening. His title is the worst of all people in the history of IPL. I mean, see, he's among the top five worst strike rates of a batsman who faces minimum 200 balls. The other four are below, before 2012. These players include Graham Smith and everyone. Guys, come on, these are the ODI players who were playing a strike rate of 80. So, T20 is a tough game for them. And this is a 2022. I mean, if other teams are doing this, it's okay. But no, only Isaiah is struggling with this problem. So, I think it's pretty swap between Tripathi and Williamson will do the trick. Well, coming to the SRX bowling, I think they did miss Washington Sundar and Natarajan. Natarajan is gone with the Nigel. Washington Sundar because he split his webbing in the previous game while fielding against uh, CSK. Shreyas Gopal came in, didn't do any great job. And uh, this game, guys, I think uh, Umran Malik recorded the second ever fastest ball delivered in the IPL. He clocked 156.9. I mean, it's astonishing considering that last week he's saying he'll, he'll be God's grace if he could touch 155, but he went. Ahead and hit 157. See, all that pace that 157 delivery, Powell hit it with ease for four. It doesn't make sense if you're not exactly doing going good with your line and left back. I mean, other team dynamics are important too. It's not like a fancy competition, right? So, as I told only Puran stood and Delhi's bowling of Kalidama is impressive again against the franchise Sarhej. Ah, it's pretty funny, you know, even Mitchell Marsh is kind of not exactly impressive, sorry guys. And all of them are amongst wickets. That's a good thing for Kuldi, sorry, Delhi. Punt will be a happy person going back and I think SRH will go back to the drawing board because things are getting complicated after those five wins. They are having three losses in a row and things are not exactly rosy at their end. So, that's it for that game, guys. So we'll go to the final game, Friday's game, Mumbai versus GT. This is one of the thrillers of this IPL with other GT's involvement. Batting first, Mumbai thought. I mean, this is the first time I've seen Mumbai. Both of the openers are in good touch. Both of them are excess and striker of 150. Both of them close 40s. Pretty happy, but Rohit Sharma, the way he's gone out, is pretty childish. Trying a reverse of Rashid's googly, which pretty much is a clean LBW, guys. Surukumar failed, Tilakvarma okay, at 20, but Pollard, guys, I mean, what are they doing? Mumbai Indians, what are you doing? For 4 of 14, I mean, 14 of 14 is bad and 4 of 14 is worse. I mean, if he's not bowling exactly, so why are you keeping him? You know what, they can actually give 
Bruce a chance here. He can at least bowl off spin, I guess. One of two overs for you people. And then came Tim David. Uh, well, the, I don't know still why they didn't keep Tim David for long time in the initial stage. They didn't give him a long run, but they're now giving him, and he showed it back with 44 of 21, finished the innings with 177. But with the way they started, I think 200 was pretty much on the cards, but that never happened. Coming to the Gujarat's bowling, Shami went for a lot again. I think he's losing his mojo. Sangwan impressed. So I don't know why Sangwan didn't compete to Sporta because his economy is comparatively better than every other bowler, like barring Rashid Khan. Coming to the chase, guys, I think Gujarat was pretty much in it throughout because both their openers hit 50. Both of them having very good strike rates. Hadik Pandya, decent 24 of 14. Sai Solution, 14 of 11. Miller, not out 11, 19 of 14. Guys, I think it's pretty much impressed. think that uh, Gujarat was in the tie for almost much of the game. But I think the final over by Daniel Sams proved to be the changing one because this is, you have to remember, Tevate is the guy who was at the crease and Rashid Khan was the guy also was at the crease against SRH where they required 22 of final over. But this, this time they needed only 9 and this time it's only Daniel Sam. This one exactly threatening, right? Boy, he conceded only 3 and took the wicket, man. Run out of, not exactly a wicket, but uh, they might have got run out. The way he kept his calm, bowled those slow deliveries, awful tosses, wide length balls, full length. I mean, they're pretty good, impressive bowler, man. He read the batsman and batsman couldn't touch the ball at times. I mean, three of them were like unbeaten. I think it's like, see, pretty much Mumbai is out of the tournament, they knew it, but I think they are just treating it like a mini IPL, like one of the players said. I think Daniel Sams, to be honest. I mean, they're taking it like, I think they are looking forward already for the next season. They're giving opportunities to the guys they think they can go forward with and they're seeing whether it is possible or not and the other guys will be released pretty much easily. And Bumrah is not exactly amongst the wickets and it's a concern for Indian team because even Shami is going out of form. I think only Bhuvanesha Kumar, though Bhuvanesha Kumar is not exactly picking wickets, it's a bit economical, so Bumrah needs to start. Maybe if Bhuvi and Bumrah plays in the same team, maybe Bumrah will get the wickets guys because Bhuvi is the one who's keeping the pressure on. Here, Bumrah is the one who's keeping the pressure on, but the other one is not exactly there to capitalize on them. Well, I think, guys, Gujarat's luck has started to run out because, I mean, the previous game, as I mentioned, that game they should have won, but they lost it. I mean, not should have won. I mean, they were outclassed. I mean, the, their victims were exposed with no batting strength. And no matter how mighty and bowling might be, 142 is never going to be easy. That's what Punjab Kings proved. And this game, I think their luck started running out because 9 of 6 is pretty much 85%, 80% your game in any situation in, super, in the final over of a T20. And uh, Gujarat lost it. I think Hatik's words might come true at the end. So let's see how that goes on, guys. So this is my take of all these episodes with key points being Gujarat's luck running out, uh, Ken Williamson playing it, Odia innings. CSK almost out of the tournament, Mumbai finding some redemption, RCB back to winning ways. Rajasthan scored cracked at the end. So, well, that's it, guys, pretty much from this episode. So, I'll be back with another episode later on. So, thank you for listening and stay tuned for awesome content ahead.